Hello, everybody, and welcome to Runtime Babe. My name is Rowan Wood. And I'm Davis Mathis, and we're dating. And this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Today, we are talking about Doctor Who Series 3, and just like... For Doctor Who Series 2, we've brought on a guest, a friend of ours. A fr- friend. Friend is, uh, it's an interesting word to describe Mr. Henrik Nielsen. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he's a buddy. He's a, he's, he's a compatriot. He's a, he's a living legend. Gotcha. So friend was too cold a word. <laughs> Free, yeah, yeah. Okay, fr- fr- friend, friend was a little too. I thought you were being like, friend. Friend, <laughs> <laughs> friend is a little too loose. Uh, to describe the 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 very prolific, dare I say, creative genius okay, that is joining Kat us today. Doesn't listen to <laughs> because last time we had a guest for Doctor Who, we were like, "Yeah, this is our friend Cat." <laughs> How do you say your last name again? That was that was all it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for joining us. Henrik. Absolutely excited to be here. Um, so. What is your history with with uh, Doctor Who? Because I knew, like, we've talked about Doctor mm-hmm. Who before, and so I knew when we were doing uh, these run-throughs of the seasons, I knew I had to. I knew we had to get oh, you absolutely. on at some point. Um, yeah, uh, my dad grew up a massive Doctor Who fan, with especially Tom Baker and, and Peter Davison, mm-hmm. and then I think about like sixth grade there was a Doctor Who club in my middle school and I was like, oh, that's the thing. My dad showed me one episode of once. I should check that out. <laughs> and the episode was um, The Empty Child, and, <laughs> which was just a great hook. Yeah. Um, and then kind of since then, like, you know, filled it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I've been, you know, and then c- consistently watching since then. Mm-hmm. Um, though a lot of the episodes I've only seen once. So, mm. so this season I was rewatching. I didn't have enough, so I watched like the first half to like Evolution of the Daleks, mm-hmm. and then didn't have time to watch the rest. So like yeah. everything I've seen, but I'll be spotty on some of the right second half ones. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you've seen it. You've I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. I know. I've it. seen everything only once. So <laughs> I've yeah. seen some of these episodes. I've I'd only seen once before watching them again, mm-hmm. which, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. And so some of those I'm like, how did I never rewatch this? And some of them I'm like, okay, yeah, that right, makes sense. Is, yeah. Like like Fear Her and uh, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Id- Idiot's Lantern. I'm I'm okay yeah. with only watching once. Uh, see, when you say the names, I have no idea what you're talking. The about. Uh, the TV coronation one and oh, the, yeah, and the Olympic torch one. The one where that Rose, one's dumb too. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> his abusive father yeah yeah keywords keywords um so today we're talking about as davis mentioned series three which uh aired in 2007 with Mm -hmm. it's david Tennant's second season as the doctor and uh the companion is martha this season played by freema adjiman who apparently they liked working with so much in uh in the uh uh, series two finale uh that she came back and uh is a companion now um, Which I love that they just are like, oh, yeah, that girl that you've seen before, that's my cousin. She used <laughs> to work there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we jump into the season proper, we do have to talk about the Christmas special that preceded it, and that is The Runaway Bride, which uh, aired December 2006 and had uh, not the main companion for this season, but the main companion for next season, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, some, some, sometime in the future. Yeah, that's uh, Donna. Played by played by Catherine Tate. Um, so I know Davis, you and I are like in the middle of watching series four right now, but like sort of divorced from that. You like Donna from the start, right? Well, okay. So actually, when we watched the Christmas special, I was like, I don't know how I feel about Donna. Like, I knew I liked her, mm-hmm. but I was like, how's this? Like, what's this vibe going to be as a companion? Like, is how much yelling at him is she going to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I just like wasn't sure how I felt about it because I loved Rose so much, and this was the first time it was like, 
not Rose. Uh-huh. And so then I was like, oh, well, like, how do I adjust to this? Mm-hmm. But then after watching all of series three, mm-hmm. no, two, what are we, what are we talking three. about? We're talking about three. <laughs> yeah. After, <laughs> sorry. After watching all of series three and it being like Rose, who's in love with the doctor mm-hmm. and he like kind of loves her back. And then Martha, who's in love with the doctor yeah. and he definitely doesn't love her back. Then when we got to Donna, it's like so refreshing yeah. for it to be a woman that isn't just like head over heels for him. Yeah. And it's just like, it's yeah, this guy's like the opposite. Yeah, when she's like, he's so great and magical and wonderful, but also he's a piece of shit, and I yeah. can't believe he's done. Like he, she like actually gets mad and holds him accountable in a way that was really refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. So at Runaway Bride, I wasn't sure how I felt about her, but then after the season of. Martha, who I loved Martha as a character. I just didn't love like, oh boy, the, it. like, ha- the painful, she's yeah. such a simp for him. Yeah. yeah. And also she gets put in, like, the worst situations. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to love the Donna mm-hmm. dynamic, which yeah. I do so we'll far. We'll see how you feel at the end of Series 4. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Donna is so fantastic and, like like you said, just such a great switch up mm-hmm. in terms of, like, companion dynamics with the Doctor. And even her introduction is, like, perfect for her character. Like, she just appears in the TARDIS and everyone is so confused, including the Doctor, as to what the heck is going on. And, uh, and yeah, I think Catherine Tate is also, like, pretty funny and, and great and... I don't know. I it's like it it's sort of hard not to associate these thoughts with series 4 and 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 what we know about Donna from mm-hmm. there, but I just love that her introduction just went so well that they decided to bring her back for an entire series. Yeah. Um and this I mean this is one of very vague recollection of of the runaway bride. <laughs> uh, but it like I I remember like being not as fan of Donna and and I, I don't remember if I'd seen Donna before I'd watched it or not but I definitely remember in that episode it's it very much like kind of in my recollection one note yelly at the doctor yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah. that then kind of kind of gets into a dynamic I think when she's introduced later on because I think I think Catherine Tate and David Tennant have like just the best chemistry yes, together yeah um, they're also like best friends in the, real life yeah, oh yeah they're great sense. um but it was it was like I remember like watch like the, the first time watching I was like eh, this is fine mm-hmm. um this is fine but it was a lot of like now we're just yelling at him and this is yeah mm-hmm. yeah no I get that mm-hmm. I get that and like 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 that's how she seems early on and yeah. I do agree with you that her 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 dynamic is better and she really fits yeah. like finds her place in the show when she becomes a companion mm-hmm. but I think like her her one off like her introduction cuz she was supposed to be a one off yeah. like she didn't like she wasn't no. originally supposed to come back and I think mm-hmm. she does enough and she connects with the doctor enough yeah. To make it so that like it is possible for her to come back, when a lot of these one-off companions in the Christmas specials and specials that we'll see later, yeah. like there's literally no way they can yeah. come back. So maybe they yeah. die. Well, stuff. in a way, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Somebody needs to see Astrid again. Uh, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So it's 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 just a matter of her fitting into the show in a way that they could bring her back if they wanted to and they did so yeah this is a fun fact about series 4 but Russell T. Davis was originally writing a different companion named Polly Mm -hmm. for season 4 and then which is kind of a lot of the same beats as Donna Noble Mm -hmm. like some like worker that doesn't feel great about the lives whatever (laughs) and then was like oh we can get Catherine Tate back 
this is the way to do it. Like, yeah. That's what we got to do. Yeah. That was and 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 then already they would have the built-in you know family dynamic exactly. and all that, so they don't need to establish something. Uh, yeah. Some, something new. Um, yeah, I. Uh, this like the episode overall, I think is fine. Mm-hmm. Like like I think this episode is is fine. Uh, I you know there are a lot of great moments, but I think it like people remember this episode because it's Donna's introduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like that is the most notable thing. That's literally the only thing it. I remember about it is yeah. like Donna mm-hmm. in wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. an episode that is great in retrospect. Like mm-hmm. if if there was no Donna, it'd be like okay, that's kind of a rough Christmas special. Right, but because. Of Donna because of just stuff later with her character, which I won't spoil. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. great in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, shall we dive into the season proper? Totally. Yeah. Uh, so the first episode uh, that introduced Martha was Smith and Jones, uh, which has the Doctor um, investigating an occurrence at a hospital where Martha is the uh, is a medical student at, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets transported to the moon, and uh, there's a and like a, an interplanetary police force called the Jadoon, Jadoon Platoon upon the moon. Um, <laughs> uh, they look like rhinoceroses, yeah, or did yeah. I make that yeah, up? That, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that okay. is, yeah, that's that's what that, they that's, are. Like, that's like that's like their whole thing. Face yeah. rhinoceros. I love because I, I love a lot of the alien designs. Mm. I love that they were like, yeah, they're just fucking they're just rhinos. rhinos, I guess. Yeah, and their language is indecipherable. Uh-huh. Um, at least they have, like, words as opposed yeah. to just, like, grunts. Um, but then <laughs> I do think it's funny when they when they are able to speak English after they, like, assimilate yeah. the language. <laughs> and then, like, it's this, like, rhino-headed guy, like, who's, you know... One thing... This is this is a brief tangent, but it it's applicable. One thing that I hate about the 2019 Lion King movie is... Is... Is how animal... Oh, my God. We fucked up the audio with that. <laughs> anyway. Animal mouths were not designed to say right. human words. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so funny when the Jadoons start just speaking English yeah. and, like, their gums are just, like, flapping and right. it, it doesn't really look like they're it's talking. Also, like, it's so clear, like, they look designed to go do the fo-fo-whoa yeah. language and then it's like, right. go, dude, we can't do that. Jadoon are not, like, <laughs> yeah. this is not in our jurisdiction. Like, that's, uh, hang on, that doesn't look right. That doesn't totally. seem like what your lips are meant to do. Yeah. Um... um what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Martha's introduction? Oh, God. I don't remember a lot of early season Martha. I think I was like, okay, cool. I'm into it. She's, like, really smart. Mm-hmm. Like, not that Rose isn't smart, but Rose's intelligence comes from, like, her ability to handle social situations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, she's a 19-year-old that is not... Like, kind of in a stagnant place in her life. Whereas, like, Martha is very educated. Yeah. She's a med student on her way. Is, she's not a doctor yet, or is she a doctor? She's no, training to be a doctor. She, she's yeah. training, yeah. So she's on her way to be that. And so it's setting it up as someone who can, who is, like, at least in the real, not the real world, like, the modern-day Earth setting, intellectually on a similar level to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't have all the knowledge about alien worlds that he would Mm -hmm. have and stuff and he's going to be the intellectual superior to any companion ever which I kind of don't love that like that that is a built in part of it but I like that Donna is someone who is Martha I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) a a little Freudian you can tell tell how much I love Donna (laughs) um 
I, I think I was excited and refreshed yeah. by, oh, they're going to let this woman be, like, super smart and competent yeah. and capable in her own right. Mm-hmm. And then I think too quickly they slip into, like, Martha is in insane amounts of peril and handles herself very well, but, but literally oh can't save herself. Yeah. <laughs> and so so I got frustrated later in the season when there was a lot of that. But yeah. early on I was excited. I was like, oh, my God, she's so... Smart, and I thought yeah. that was going to be a bigger part of her character. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of devolves into like unrequited and, love. And her big moment is saying how much, how great the doctor is. Yeah, that's her, that's her moment. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, I I do think this is I think in theory, in theory, one of my favorite companion introductions. Mm-hmm. I think the episode itself is fine, and so that kind of totally. like is like okay, whatever. Um, so I think like in terms of better companion introductions, both Don and Amy Pond have just straight up better episodes to introduce themselves yeah. in. I mean, in terms of like the season they're in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think in theory, I like the like because so many of the companions are kind of like it's just a girl in distress, and she just kind of stuck with like Rose is like she's just getting attacked by the Autons. Yeah. And, yeah. and Doc comes along, and then she happens to save him in the end. You know. Yeah. And I like that Martha's just like no, she's here, she's in distress, or whatever. But what makes her special is just like she's actually like dealing with the situation. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's what the doctor likes about her, as opposed to like, oh, you're in trouble, I have to save you. Mm-hmm. Come along, you know. Totally, but, totally. I I agree yeah. with that, and I just wish that it it stayed it that stuck yeah. around. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard. Because I think I felt differently about some of these episodes. Mm-hmm. And then now that we've continued watching, like now that we're in series four, Rowan and I in our watch through, I think I have different perceptions about some of these episodes mm-hmm. just because of how well I am enjoying the Dr. Donna dynamic. Yeah. And also, a bit of a spoiler alert, Martha comes back mm-hmm. in series four. Mm-hmm. And seeing her post-Doctor without him mm-hmm. in her life... I'm a lot like good for you, girl. Good for you know, you. like it's almost like a toxic relationship. <laughs> it really is. And so I think I love Martha as a character mm-hmm. way more than as a companion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, she gloms onto the doctor so quickly. Yeah. Like yeah. he kisses her, and she's like, "That was nothing." It's like you met him like. 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Slow your fucking roll. Because they set her up as, like, so reasonable Uh and so competent and so smart, but then she's like, I love this man more than anything, and he doesn't see me like that at all, and I can't do anything about this. And it's like, leave at this point. You've been with him a matter of hours. (laughs) Hold the fuck down. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) I like the rhinos. I like Martha. I wish she had more Mm self-respect when it came to... Her relationship with the doctor. Mm-hmm. I will say, what is so funny to me on watching this, rewatching this episode, was the fact like the bad guy, the plasma or whatever. Like yeah. I remember, like oh yeah, it's the blood sucking alien that like puts the blood in, and then like watching it, it's like oh like the alien thing she does is fully she has a straw. <laughs> she sucks she blood. Just sticks it into someone's <laughs> there's back. no like there's no monster there. It's like no, she just has a straw. Like and just like the, oh about a straw, and then the fact that like then when it comes back to her, she's literally got the straw <laughs> on the neck and is sucking out of it. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. I love. The goofy Doctor Who shit. Yes. I so fucking great. love when there's... Especially when they, they actually get me invested in mm-hmm. the amount of danger that these yes. people are in. Right, I was about to say, goofy when it's, like when it's treated stakes, so seriously. High stakes, but like still goofy things are happening. Love. Mm-hmm. Like in the, yeah. um, in the next Christmas special that we're not talking about this episode, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up, how 
it's like very serious and a bunch of people are dying and mm-hmm. all these named characters we're meeting are dying and then the stupid the little guy who's named Bala Kala Banakafalata yeah Banakafalata <laughs> you know cyborgs have rights now he's so goofy and he's got it's like a voice that's like pitched up <laughs> and he looks like tiny Darth Maul <laughs> 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 Love him, yeah. um, and but it's like in the middle of like the highest mm. stakes, most emotional parts that he's anyway. Yeah. Totally. So I I love Doctor Who's ability to maintain the goofy kind of campy moments mm-hmm. while still keeping the emotional stakes. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think that's a good place to move on to the next. Yeah, episode. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's okay. Uh, it's the Shakespeare Code coming up next. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the um, episode, of course, if you couldn't guess from the title, where they meet Shakespeare, uh, and there are a uh, there's a a trio of witches called Carrionites that are trying to use Shakespeare to open a portal uh, to their world, um, which I think their world was lost in the Time War or something. I think no, this is, it was like. I think it was like their world, like this was like way super old. Right. Like before, like it was like, this was like when magic was science instead of science being right, science. Right, right, right. And then so they died, whatever. It's like, it's just the idea is like they're legends or whatever. Yeah. Right. It was a weird, yeah. I've lost track of which species lost their planets at the time war. Yeah, um, I yeah. like the idea that, so this is like real history that Shakespeare allegedly has this play, Love's Labors One. One. Yeah. That. Has never been found, mm-hmm. and that's like a real life history thing. Yeah. And I like that they go back, and because I think it's fun to explain historical events via time travel. Totally. But I think it's almost more fun to <laughs> explain historical conspiracy theories via time, time travel. Yeah. Being like, oh yeah, like this is a thing he wrote, but like they had to get rid of it because it was mm-hmm. actually influenced <laughs> by these witches that were using it as a spell. Right. And if he had, if it had been performed, blah blah blah. Like I love mm-hmm. that. I think that's so fun. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Martha should have been just like fucking aliens and historical figures in the uh-huh. places they went to instead of being in love with the doctor. Yeah. She, she so should have shacked up with Shakespeare. What the fuck? <laughs> I think that would have been so much more I fun. I mean, he so very clearly wanted to shack up with her. Uh, yeah. yeah, and she didn't like go for it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I, I other mean, than Captain fair, Jack. He probably had so many diseases. <laughs> yeah. Other than Captain Jack, do we ever get a companion that's like horny about the people they encounter instead of the doctor. Like cuz I want a companion that's going through space and time and is just like always wanting to like really. fuck randos. Uh no. I, mean, I guess that's kind of close, but not really. It, like, I guess that's Jack's a, thing. In a way. In yeah. a way, but like yeah. not very much. I, I would I would say that's it's more really Jack, Jack's thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to talk about um, that later. Yeah. <laughs> um also like Captain Jack is the most like explicitly horny character oh. in the show. Yeah, yeah. This is not a like, horny show. Right, right. Because like all of the all of the other companions that like have other relationships with other people, it's not like they're like horny for everyone that they meet along their travels. Mm-hmm. It's like people that they are like want to settle down yeah. with. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. And we watched this was a weird episode. It was like, oh yeah, Martha is constantly getting microaggressed by Shakespeare. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. like, I mean, the doctor keeps on putting Martha into these, but keeps bringing her to these historical places where she will be I know. like. Discriminated against. I just I have one of the most historical episode seasons. Yeah. I would be like, I'd be like, hey man, you can take me anywhere, including all of the like, future. Exactly. Why keep picking time periods right. where there's racism? Yeah, no, for people okay. haven't seen, Martha is black. Yes, yeah. she's, mm-hmm. and so bringing her back to Shakespearean times. 
And yeah, and, she, and she's like, am I going to c- c- get cut off as a slave? And the doctor responds, like, no, they're pretty woke in Shakespeare's time, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, there's a black person right yeah, there. Wait, yeah. wasn't, he like, wasn't he like, yeah, just walk around like you own the place? Yeah. <laughs> Works yeah, for me. Works for I'm me. I'm not one of them. <laughs> also, like, later in the season, when she has to be... When he's anyway, we'll get there. Yeah. But when he's like a human for like months, yeah, and she's like, she's stuck, and right. it's and it's like back, and she has to be a maid, yeah. and they're like racist to her the whole yeah. time. Like, like she keeps getting stuck she's in got places. Shakespeare Code, the two Dalek episodes, and the two like that's five episodes in a historical setting. Totally. And it's not like they pretend racism doesn't exist, right? But they, they do they pretend do kind of racism is mm-hmm. not as big of a deal. Well, they do a little bit with the Dalek episode. Oh, I don't remember that one yet. That just, it doesn't come up. Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, is that the Andrew Garfield one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Racism doesn't exist. There's one mention during the Great Depression. Black and white are allowed here. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, it's the Great Depression. We're all poor, so we're we're actually not racist because we're all poor. (laughs) Exactly. Which, like, I guess is interesting commentary on how a lot of um, institutionalized oppression is just. The the ruling class mm-hmm. trying to keep the classes from um, experiencing class consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> I think no. they were just like, we don't want to make Andrew just... Garfield be racist. Yeah, right. the Southern boy. Yeah. yeah. There is there is only one episode of this revival that I can think of, in which, like, there is actual like. Um, discrimination against a companion of color, and the doctor like fights back against it, and that's in series 10 <laughs> with the 12th Doctor. I, I wonder s- what's going to happen because they're going to have yeah. a black Doctor for the first time. I know. Yes. Is that going to change things? I, you know what? I, feel like I, I got, well, would think like, that now in 2023, yeah. I think yes. Yeah. I think especially... Oh yeah, with, if it had been 2007, they might have just been like... Which they did. They did do that <laughs> yeah, in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you um, say, the other comic I can think of is season 11 with Rosa, which is literally the episode about Racism. Oh God, I forgot about that yeah. one. That that's that that tackles it terribly. We'll we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in like two three years. Uh, <laughs> um, but the uh, the especially with Russell T Davies, who's showrunner then and a showrunner now, coming back, like he strikes me as the kind of writer who who is very tuned in to oh, yeah. what's happening in the world yeah. and how to respond to everything that is happening it in the world. just how bisexual the Doctor totally. is. Totally. Oh, my God, Like, yes. in the season, yes. especially, like, so many, like, oh, like, like the Shakespeare is like, you can join two Doctor, and the Doctor's <laughs> like, oh, like, all these, like, whatever, and like, you, can, you can kiss me later, Martha. You too, Frank, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I do love how the Doctor is, like, not a super sexual creature. Mm-hmm. Like, he could be fucking everyone if mm-hmm. he wanted to be. Like, they've made that clear oh, in canon. So, everyone's so horny for the Doctor. But, like, like, he doesn't want to be fucking everyone, so weird, David but Tennant he does is imply like... that he would be if yeah. he were interested in exactly. fucking. Exactly, yeah. Which is interesting because David Tennant is kind of by default like the horniest doctor. Right. Which is so weird. Like the horniest well, doctor of the modern era. I, I, I will say Matt Smith gets very horny. Okay. Matt Season Smith, 5, Matt Smith is not. After that, super horny. That's true. But mainly for one specific person. <laughs> Even other things. Yeah. You know, there's the yeah. nudist. Tr- anyway. um, that's true. Well, anyway, that's I, true. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think super these early episodes are kind of painful to watch just because of how the doctor like almost doesn't give a single shit about Martha yes. and is instead like, I miss Rose. Yeah. And is almost like resents Martha for yeah. not being Rose. Right. Mm-hmm. That is very difficult. Martha to does watch. call him out on that. And I do appreciate that they did that and that they are aware right. of, yes. about that. But it's also like, 
I mean, the Shakespeare thing, if we're like, because like the idea of like, oh, it's just gonna be one quick trip or whatever, like, we can assume like these are taking place over like maybe a couple like maybe like a day or so max. You yeah. Know? Like, this, like, it's like the fact that like Martha's making such a big deal of the fact like, oh, we're in a bed together, and it's like, oh, and I'm so sad that he doesn't want to sleep with me. Yeah. Or, like whatever. It's like, and then, like the next like sometimes I think he sees me. It's like you've known him for like a few days. Yeah. <laughs> like calm the f- like this is not like you guys are going on one trip. So like the fact that like this one trip is not over yet means that like you don't have any reason to be also, like sometimes I think he doesn't see me. It's like also again one trip. And he picks, mm-hmm. yeah, a historical <laughs> time where racism exists. Yeah, like my guy, one trip. If you don't take me to see the fucking future, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah, I, but that's just me. Maybe totally. some people want to see the which past. Which he then does, but it's where he brought Rose. Yeah. Oh my god, of course. <laughs> Speaking of great segue, uh, my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, it's Gridlock, oh, I love Gridlock, episode three. Oh yeah, this um, one. I fun. thought I hated it, and then I loved it. Yes, yeah. it's so so fucking good. Uh, so about like. Uh, 30 so years after he brought Rose there last season mm-hmm. um, basically the whole planet is shut down uh, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a, we, we do learn that a virus uh, like a mutated mood patch uh, wiped out pretty much the entire planet mm-hmm. and so the, the the undercity of New New York is sealed off where people are basic, have basically been stuck in traffic for like 25 years mm-hmm. um, and essentially uh, the face of Bo is back and um the doctor uh, has to rescue Martha, who's been kidnapped by people that want to go through the fast lane, mm-hmm. uh, which you need two, uh, three or more people uh, mm-hmm. to be in. And um, is it two or more or three? Three. Or more? three. It's three. three. Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thoughts on th- thoughts on this episode? I think the world building in this one's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is such a stupid episode. That time is able to be very good. Yeah, <laughs> like objectively, this is. It's like okay, what if? It was a perpetual traffic jam where it takes you six years to go, like 30 or whatever, to go six miles, whatever. Um, there are giant crabs at the bottom of the street that, that, part that was kill dumb. people if you go in the fast lane. Um, this is all because there was a drug that, like, that made people that. It's, like, it's such a stupid concept. Yeah. But there's so many just, like, great emotional. Like, just that whole, like, just monitor, just the singing was like, this is so. Mm-hmm. Powerful, totally. Yeah, and it's just so stupid too. But you're forgetting how stupid it is. It's also I love episodes where they introduce a bunch of different side mm-hmm. characters and give yeah. them all like a little emotional moment. Yeah, like they all get a beat, which yeah. I like. Yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah, um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How does the union of cat person and human person? Create kittens. I know. Create normal cats. <laughs> create yeah, yeah, normal yeah. cats. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, my favorite part of this episode is the face of Bo stuff. Yes. Um, specifically because, like, this is the last of the Face of Bo trilogy, which is mm-hmm. newer, uh, uh, and end of the world, new earth, and gridlock. Yeah. Um, and we never, like, we don't learn, like, anything really about the face of Bo in this episode. Uh, that's sort of later reserved in for, for later in the season. Which, that was my, like, I fucking love that yeah. reveal. I was actually obsessed with that reveal when it happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we'll talk about the logistics of that when that ha- when yeah. we get, when we get there, um, but I just love the mystique of the mm-hmm. face of Bo and the fact that he has like I mean he they they pretty much confirmed that he was the one that called the doctor there these last two times yeah to like to 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 get him to you know save the day or mm-hmm. whatever which when it's revealed more about the face of Bo I like that even more yeah totally. like yeah. the giving the context as to why he would be calling mm-hmm. the doctor yeah yeah, that's fun 
Um, but uh, yeah, Henrik, I agree. I think like th- like really thinking about it, the conceit of this episode is so ridiculous, it's and the so fact dumb. that it works is insane, and the fact that it works as well as it does is even more insane. Um, but I yeah, he fucking hops through like yeah. sunroofs, yeah. Exactly. like across a bunch of different cars. Yeah, like meets like cr- cr- crazy like you know is, like l- yeah. like nudist like yeah. like teenagers. Yeah. And There's lesbians in this one. I like hell that. Yeah, hell I like yeah. and, and like the best type of lesbian, which is like two really old women mm-hmm. that are like knitting and hanging exactly. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? To, what else to say about this episode? Uh-huh. Um, I okay. So. Henrik mentioned the the crabs, which mm-hmm. are the macra, who have only appeared one other time, and that was in, in the, the second Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, which is insane. And they yeah. barely appear in this one. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like kind of they're consequential for like a very short mm-hmm. amount of time. Right. But then they're like not even the actual problem at yeah. all. They're just like there. They're just there. Yeah. But I, they build it up. They're like the beasts. The beasts they're gonna know. get. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like. Oh, no, it's just these crabs, and, like, we should probably leave, and then they'll... Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. did feel like it was a thing where, like, they didn't need a monster, but they were like, well, we should have a monster here because it's Doctor Who. Totally. Let's throw in an old thing to, like, get the classics fans, like, yeah. excited. Yeah, to get, to get them to cream their jeans. not genes. have to deal with it at all, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, whether that was effective or not, I think, is debatable. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like they're the, like the least memorable thing about this episode, yeah. which is crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, do you, like, how do you guys feel about the New Earth trilogy overall? Uh, Henrik, you specifically, because, um, like, you haven't, oh you, we haven't heard your thoughts on the last yeah, two I think, of these. Okay, these are, uh, I, I, mem- I remember, like, the first two are fine. I will say, I love... New Earth, mm-hmm. just because I love David Tennant being Cassandra is like, <laughs> one of my favorite David Tennant moments ever. Especially that's like, especially that's the first episode. Right, we really get to see David Tennant as him getting possessed. But I guess like that's yeah, and like playing Such a completely a different wild character. choice <laughs> that like the first episode of David Tennant, he's like the Doctor is barely there. <laughs> um, uh, but I remember, like this one, I feel like this one is so. Because there's they're such goofy episodes. And I think this one's so just interesting because just like how, because like, it's still very goofy and it's just like how then emotionally impactful it was amidst all that is interesting. I think it's a, it's a very weird trilogy of episodes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, and it's very weird. Like, I, I, I'm very curious as to why Russell T. Davies decided to make this trilogy of episodes. Because mm-hmm. nothing about it really is like, oh, this is a trilogy or mm-hmm. these episodes need to be done this way. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's ve- they're very interesting. And I, I guess the face of Bo, but like, the face of Bo does not matter. Uh, totally. for the first episode. He, I mean, he's and entirely not really for the it, second like, episode. incidental. Yeah. yeah. It's like, my guess is that he wrote the first episode in- independently, mm. brought th- this world back in the second episode, and then was like, yeah. if I can do a third, I will. Mm. And yeah. then, like, the opportunity presented itself, and I think that this was the perfect way to end it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also get, before the face of Bo dies, he, he says, you are not alone, which will come into play later on. I like to imagine that he actually had no clue. I mean, he clearly did have a clue like we right. know that yeah. but I'd like to imagine that he wasn't even talking about that and he mm-hmm. might have even forgotten about that <laughs> right. and he just was trying to be like hey bud it's you're, it's okay which is trying to like therapy yeah. him yeah. a little bit maybe just like old and paranoid like there's someone else in this room we're not alone you are not alone yeah um, this also, this episode kind of starts the trend of Martha getting separated from the doctor just, for nearly the whole episode and just being in danger the whole time. Yeah. 
And and helping the bare minimum amount so that show that she has agency. Yes, but like they put her in situations where like she can't help. Right. Like she literally, there's not anything she exactly. can really do it's aside like, from like try to contact the yeah. doctor. It's like, oh yeah, tell them to turn it off and save yourself for a little bit, and that shows that Martha has agency, and then she'll be saved by the doctor. And yeah. like, oh, it's just like they're like, I have faith in the doctor. You've known this man for like <laughs> two days, Matt. Like, yeah. yeah. This is this is your second trip of the one day trip thing. You've not been chilling in the TARDIS in this time. Yeah. We know this has been like you went from Shakespeare. Like yeah. you can see David Tennant pull the arrow out of the TARDIS door at the beginning of this episode that was shot in at the end of the last episode. Like we know these are back to back to back. Yeah. You don't know this guy enough yeah. to be like, I've got you believe in whatever. I believe in the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think it's interesting that this trend of Martha getting separated and like doing her own thing for most of the episode is not exclusive to this season. It, oh, like that actually yeah. happens in yes, the next season. She too. shows up in season four, and then she's just like gone the whole time on her own little side quest with this alien guy. Yeah, and then she shows up and she's like drenched and covered in mm-hmm. mud, and, and just de- watched and, her like, new depressed. friend die. Yeah. And they're like, "How'd you get here?" And she's like, "I went up on the top." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like so horrified. <laughs> Yeah, every time she's up in season four, she's just separated and doing her own thing. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just justice for Martha. Justice um, for Martha. Next episode is the first two-parter of the season. That's Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks, which is set in the 1930s, uh, and the Empire State Building is under construction, uh, and the people and and the the people people the things that are controlling the construction of the Empire State Building are uh, the Daleks. Uh, yeah. And I don't really know. There are pig people. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield's Andrew there. Garfield. Um, and basically we find out that the Daleks, uh, the, the, the cult of Scaro that escaped from uh, the season two finale, uh, they are essentially um, trying to create this race of, like, uh, like human Daleks mm-hmm. that will continue their... Um, that will continue their legacy because there are not as many of them left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what do you what do you guys think think about this one? I mean, this one has like those themes that are so prevalent throughout Doctor Who of mm-hmm. like it's like every alien race that shows up to Earth or meets Earth people is like these people are so fucking primitive, right. blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But then the theme of every one of these like Dalek episodes is always human emotions are the most beautiful (laughs) thing and they will win out in the end. Yeah. Right. This one, I think, is the heaviest on that of Mm -hmm. any episode Mm -hmm. we've seen so far. I mean, they pretty much just throw it in our face. Yeah. It's, it's like, incredibly explicit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, this one also, I really love the side characters. Mm -hmm. I love... I don't know any of their names. It's like Frank or something. Is Frank it Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. And then, uh, Solomon is the head of Hooverville. He's cool. And yeah. then the girl, what's her oh, name? Tallulah. Tallulah with three L's and an H. I actually really like Tallulah. I Tallulah. I think she's so goofy, and I like how she's so willing to help. And I like seeing her and her fiancé guys, Laszlo. Laszlo's relationship. Laszlo? It's, it is refreshing to see a woman be so head over heels for a man that actually like loves and wants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. deserves her instead of just watching like Rose and Martha yeah. be like the doctor like over and over <laughs> yeah. again yeah, yeah. Um, I think these could have been really really good episodes that needed another couple drafts yeah. um, mm-hmm. 
Just because, like, I, mean, I feel like I, like, I don't, I mean, I, Tallulah grates out. I just, I don't understand why every time the doctor says Tallulah, she has to clarify that there are three L's and one H in yeah. your name. <laughs> like, that feels like it's a weird just character. Like, why? Okay. Um, who's misspelling that in a way that that's not true? Um, and I just feel like they don't do much, the pig and Tallulah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, like, the like Lazlo shows that they're pigs, whatever, but you know those pigs because we met the pigs, and, like, then Lazlo, It's, like, like, emotional stakes about the pigs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, like, I remember, like, kind of being interested in watching this. Because I remember, like, the first time I watched this, I really liked the idea of Dalek Sek. Um, the human <laughs> dog, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Dalek Sex. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but watching this... Oh my god, the actor for Dalek Zek is so bad. <laughs> like, he's got so The little, eyes like, are really the, funny the to me. The eye is awful. And he's like, Those, uh, the humans, uh-huh. we've got to learn to be. It's like, this is awful. This is, <laughs> I'm not invested in this at all. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's just really. Also, this, because this is like the, like, oh, Doctor Who is in America. And it's like, they've got like a secondary production team that yeah. shot some B roll and put everyone else in front of a green screen. Like, <laughs> the fact that every time they look out from the Empire State Building, it goes to a separate shot of the Empire State <laughs> Building from afar. It's like, that doesn't cut together. Yeah. Right. We're not getting the POV thing. Um, I love whenever they try to have these British actors do American accents. Yeah. I think Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield is Garfield's so good. He's good at it. Uh-huh. Um, we've seen some very bad ones, which always makes me laugh so yeah. hard when we see I like the terrible the, accents. I the New Yorker Time Lord dollar where there's like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> why? But we're not. It's like, you don't need to do an accent here. Just like speaking of all, like just speak normally. Yeah. But we're not Daleks. We're not Daleks. You're Daleks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, wait, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, this is another instance where, mm. and this one wasn't set up at all like in the Shakespeare episode. And it's just because they're both young and hot. Another instance where like, leave the doctor alone and go make out with Andrew Garfield. I know. Martha, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. She keeps running into like cool, eligible, hot men. I mean, yeah. Shakespeare is, you know, there's a lot of microaggressions. So that one makes sense that why makes she doesn't. Sense. But I kind of wish they just wrote it where there were no microaggressions right. and they got to hook up. But also the fact that like she's like, I can't because I'm in love with the doc. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She's clearly into it. Yeah. Well, so this is an episode where it's like, look at this guy that could be a little secondary one-off. Mm-hmm. Because the doctor gets those, like one episode long love interests. Mm-hmm. Give Martha one of those. Martha does get one of those in a few episodes. Good. Yeah. She deserves it. Yeah. Except um, she's engaged right now, so I don't know why she... Is she? No, she's not. In season four. Series four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, the only American actors that are in this episode are uh, Ryan Carnes, who plays Laszlo, okay. and... Uh, yeah, he sounds... Ironically great. enough, the guy who plays Dalek Sek, who is doing a terrible New York accent, is American. Wild. <laughs> yeah. That's... That's why they don't hire Americans. Dalek sec was so bad, and they said, you know what? Never again. I think part of the issue was, like, there's just the one eye in the forehead, and, I mean, like, there's no way to, like, really emote. Yeah. Just, like, one unblinking eye. Like, one, like, like, radio-controlled... The whole point is that he is emotive. Yeah. And, like, has feelings. He's like, I am a human Dalek. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I, I will say, I like... A lot of the ideas of the episode of like, uh, of the the two episodes of like, oh, these are the Daleks trying to evolve, but they can't, whatever. And then like, the Doctor is like, oh, like I just saw this Dalek, these this Dalek trying to evolve. I'm gonna like, I like the last confrontation confrontation between the Doctor and Dalek Khan, and be like, I'm gonna give you a chance of mercy, or whatever, right. like yeah. do whatever, and the Dalek Khan dips. Um, <laughs> but there's just so much of it that just is just un polished a little bit. Like it's just kind of not like, why were they sent down into the sewers in the first place? 
Like, yeah. was it so they could get kidnapped by the pigs? Why are they paying people to do that? Now yeah. they know that these, like, just kidnap them. Yeah, They're already yeah. nobodies. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Um, it is kind of convoluted. This one yeah. and I think the episode before, it's like there's so much going on. Yeah. And then only some of it is important Actually, in the yeah. way yeah. you think it is yeah. important. You and see, the others are like. Yeah. The, but Gridlock just does it so much better. Like, I think so, too. I care about everything yeah. that's happening there, and I don't really... Gridlock is so convoluted, but then it has great emotional moments where it just lets you sit mm-hmm. with the emotion. Yeah. I will say, what I did like with this episode was once Martha kills all the pig people, there's like a moment where she's like, oh, I feel bad about that. And like that's right. kind of a moment that like I feel like so often we just get skipped over. Like I feel like especially, especially I remember like with the Jodie Whittaker era, era, there's so many times you're just like, those possibilities of emotional moments are just glossed over and yeah. like, there's no like recognition like, oh, we just killed a thing. Um, so I appreciated that like there was the care there, but just a convoluted episode and like not enough of, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I agree. Shame. Anyway, let's move on to not a better episode. Uh, the next two I am not huge fans no. of. Uh, the next one is The Lazarus Experiment, which uh, guest stars Mark Gaddis, who's Wait, a frequent writer for the show. It's the big scorpion monster. Yes. That yeah, yeah, awful. yeah, yeah, yeah. The terrible CGI. Um, uh, so scientist played by Mark Gaddis, uh, Dr. Lazarus, is like this old guy who creates this machine to basically make him... Uh, young yes. again. Um, oh, this is the one where the family's in it. Yes, yeah. Martha, okay. Martha's that's family is really like front and center. I feel like, well, because that's, I feel like the point of yeah. the episode. Mm-hmm. This is also the episode w- which brings the series arc into like the most focus because mm-hmm. it's such a big part and that's the uh, Harold Saxon uh, yeah. uh, arc in which he's, Harold Saxon is this mysterious guy mm-hmm. who is running for uh, prime minister and we don't really learn much about him other than he sends people to uh, sort of um, manipulate Martha's mother and yeah. turning her against the daughter, uh, uh, the doctor, and 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 her own daughter. Which isn't that hard to do. Yeah. Which I remember <laughs> in the my, the first episode, um, Smith and Jones. I think there's like uh, the TV, whatever, talking about it all. There's like this is why Mr. Saxon is right. We need a harder stance against. Yeah, 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 right, right, It's like right. oh, like yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely like. I mean, they they mention him in the Runaway Bride too. He oh, he, yeah, he he's yeah. the one that orders them to shoot down, uh, the Ragnos ship. That's true. Yeah, yeah, which is which is I think really really interesting. Also, what is but... very interesting about Russell T. Day, like Stephen Moffat is very upfront about what his season totally. arcs are going to be, yeah. and rewatching like Russell T. Davies does a really great job of setting things up that are so little when you encounter them. Like yes. the whole um, face of both thing mm-hmm. is so like important but it's also like not at all important to any single episode it's in yeah. you know totally. um, even just like the confrontation with Dalek Khan is like this is such a big moment but it's not like it's just it's just part of the episode you know mm-hmm. um, and just all the like like the fact that like it's you know Bad Wolf is just mentioned and Torchwood is just mentioned Mr. Saxon is just mentioned like these mm-hmm. mentions that then come in t- together later on it's just such a very uh, I just appreciate because like Spent so much time watching Moffat, which is very fun. Like this is the this is the problem of the totally. season. Here are the cracks. This is the this whatever. Cracks. Uh, the cracks. <laughs> um, this is the silence will fall. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That that it is very interesting with those sort of David to be like, oh yeah, you just kind of have to like pay attention yeah. to what the mm-hmm. patterns are. I like season um, four. We're still early enough in where I haven't figured out mm-hmm. all of it. There are there are a lot. There are much like there are a lot of right. them. In, in, and so in, it's in fun. Uh, I mean, the only one that's really obvious. Oh, actually, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. That's too big of a spoiler <laughs> yeah. to talk about one thing that is recurring totally. in season four. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. When we get to that podcast, 
um, we'll talk more about it. Yeah. Um, but the Lazarus experiment, I think, for me personally, is kind of uh, like a nothing episode. Yeah. That is, like, actually, compared to the next episode, it's, like, it's fantastic. But this one totally. is just kind of, like, I love the development on Martha's family, mm-hmm. and that is it. Yeah. I love her mom, Francine. I love her sister, Tish. I think they're both awesome. Yeah. And I love the dynamic be- between the mom and the and the dad who are divorced. Yeah. And I like the brother, too, who doesn't really appear too much yeah. outside of this episode. The brother's my favorite one, which makes me sad. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I do this, like the family dynamic. Yeah, I love just such the mess of Martha's family. Totally. Yeah. Like, we just don't get through any right. other companion. Especially yeah. after but, Rose, who only had a mom. Right. Like, it's, like, I love, like, a, like the chaotic family yeah. drama. Like, Rose just has a mom. Donna just has mother and grandfather. Amy kind of has Rory. Like, like, so many other, like, there's just the one family member. And it's just, I think it's just great that, like, Martha just has this whole just complicated family. Yeah. And I think it also really, like, shows, like, why she's traveling with the doctor, mm-hmm. when, like, there's not really an explicit reason other than the fact that she loves, like, like, because she's got a great job. She's got a great thing yeah. going for her, you know? And just the fact that, like, there is just messy family, I feel like, just says so much about her character that that doesn't need to, like, fully be articulated. Well, and I like that the messy family is part of the reason why she agrees to go, and then yeah. it's also the, like, big reason she stays yeah. totally. at the end of the mm-hmm. season, which yeah. we'll get there, but... Yeah. I yeah. think that's really interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, we also find out that Saxon was the one that funded uh, the Lazarus mm. uh, uh, experiment mm-hmm. um, as well. And uh, also, um, he got uh, Tish the job at mm-hmm. Lazarus's thing, too. I, I assume to draw the doctor mm-hmm. in. Um, I will say, I wish we saw Harold Saxon beforehand. Interesting. Because seeing wouldn't mean anything to us. Right. But that I feel is, it would make the reveal true. that much more interesting. It's true. Yeah. Like 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 even on like the TV in the background exactly, or something. Yeah. That that would that, that that would be really but interesting. But I can see scheduling wise like totally, like, totally yeah. I mean honestly they could have filmed something during the finale and right. then and then oh, thrown yeah. it up later. Yeah, so whatever, right. whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, the next episode I I have I only saw once before rewatching it. It's called forty two. It's um This is another one where Martha is just like oh in peril and can't do anything. She does get a love interest though. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, barely. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they connect in the pod, and then they kiss at the end, and, you know, that's, that's Yeah, but something. then, like, the next episode is the most she's in love with the Doctor Oh, totally. We see. Well, yeah. to, to be fair, the next episode is several months after. That's true, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, 42, they basically have to stop this uh, like uh, this ship who w- which took like scoops out of a living sun and the sun is like possessing people on board and killing him and they gotta they, they gotta figure that out wait isn't this the exact plot of the living sun and the scoop and the whatever it, possessing people on board Th- that feels incredibly like the two-parter Satan's pit episode. It's like similar in structure. The yeah. like, totally. oh, we're mining in the sun, and that's actually a, and we shouldn't do that. Yeah, or maybe I'm getting them mixed up. Well, they were so in the Impossible Planet, they were mining a black hole. The, well, so well, well, they, they, they were orbiting a black yeah. hole, and they were oh, yeah, mining yeah. into the the planet. Yeah. Oh. Um, um, and but like, yeah, I but totally agree. Like it, it feels totally Eldritch, similar. Like monster possessing people on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. to kill them. Yeah. I think I got it mixed up. I think I thought they were mining the sun in the mm. other one, but this yeah. is the one where they mine the sun. Yeah, this is the first Chris Chibnall episode, I believe, of Doctor Who. Yeah, and he is—he uh, became showrunner for the Jodie Whittaker. Oh, years. cool! Yeah. I know and people don't like those as much. Nope, and it's—it's it's mostly because of him and, <laughs> and his writing. He's not great. It, yeah. He's—he's. He's, I should say he is clearly a great writer. I think he's a bad Doctor Who writer. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you've watched Broadchurch. 
Um, that's his show. It's great, especially the first season. Um, but I think as a Doctor Who writer, I think he gets too excited about like gimmicks and ideas, or whatever, and then doesn't actually write interesting stories with them. Right. You know, like th- this is kind of like oh, I'm gonna write like one of those like real time episodes, whatever, forty two, and then put these monsters. And it's like this doesn't actually like I don't care about any of this though. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of just a thing that holds true with him a lot is that he just kind of has one idea and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like he knows how to write. He knows how to write. But I I do agree he's not a good Doctor Who writer yeah. and he's not a good showrunner uh, at least in terms of, in terms of Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah. yeah. Again, um, again Broadchurch is really good. Right. Um, that's his show It's but it's also like a real like person you know people show whatever totally. and he did uh, Torchwood too he did the first yeah, season of uh, Torchwood which I think is also pretty good yeah. um, I and like I like I like, a, like I like a lot of his episodes that are that come later but like now it's just like, like this episode is so mm. nothing but even a lot me. of his episodes that are come later like this is a fun one thing like totally. Dinosaur in Spaceship fun one thing yeah. don't care about much else of it like, yeah. you know yeah. um, well glad think... he gave Martha a non-doctor yeah. love interest yeah. that's a good idea there we go <laughs> I will say I appreciate I liked this episode the one thing that was cool to me was the phone call across time yes. uh, to get the answers mm-hmm. that like with the mother like that was oh, the one yeah. like that's actually kind of cool yeah um and that was something that like isn't seen other where but like other than that um yeah yeah um and uh yeah next episode i think are like universally agreed upon to be some of the best episodes of the revival of Do- yeah yeah and that's human nature and the family of blood which fun fact are uh, are based on um a novel from the 90s that was one of many written while doctor who was off the air and has this basically happening with the seventh doctor mm-hmm. uh and so it's it, it essentially um borrows from that but it's also adapted by the writer of that original book mm-hmm. so it is like it is faithful in that way yeah. Um, it's so good. Yes, these episodes yeah. are so, so good. Okay, the thing that sticks out to me most, which is not what should stick out to me most. <laughs> sorry. I, I keep trying to make eye contact with Henrik, and then you yeah. look at your phone, <laughs> and, I'm just, and we're just kind of, like, peeking around you. <laughs> anyway, I was obsessed with the actor who played, what's his name? Baines. Baines. The, like, stupid, skinny... Uh, Fucking young Snape's vibed. Oh, the school the kid. Son of mine. Whatever. He plays son of mine. They, yeah. Which that's um. Uh, what's his face? Game uh, of Thrones. Uh, wait, what is it? Yeah. Uh, is it really? Daenerys's brother. Well, I oh was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Harry Lloyd or something. My yeah. favorite, and I think the best and most Harry fun. Lloyd, like yeah. he was dialed. He knew what he was doing. He went. Yes, sir. All, would you like give me a caning, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went so hard, so and he good. always had this like crazy look on his face. Yeah. I just every time he was on screen, I was like, I. Love right. what this actor is serving right yeah. now. It's so fantastic because it's like when you think of like, okay, we're gonna do a a, 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 a family of monsters. Yeah, right? we're gonna have a, a father, mother, sister, and a brother. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that they made the brother the main one yeah. is a weird choice. Yeah. You know the fact that we're like we're gonna put it on a, a younger actor. You know we're not gonna make the father the mother yeah. the, the main one. We're gonna make the the, the brother or the son whatever. Yeah. Like that is like a weird decision to make. Because it's like you just you're putting that on a less experienced actor, you know. And what? Harry, like he kills it. He's he, so good. So good. I, I think this is up until what we've seen so far. My favorite, like, one-off guest yeah. character. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like other than like Jack and stuff like oh, that. Right. Because right. like that's just like recurring. Jack at this gets point. in the credits. Credits though. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. John Barrowman gets 
in the opening credits, so it doesn't right. So this little performance for these two episodes loved him so much, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's like the, not the part of the episode that's so good and mm-hmm. that people care about. It is interesting just how many episodes in this, how many like little like this season has so many like before they were famous mm-hmm. actors mm-hmm. like Andrew Garfield, Thomas Brody Sangster's in Brody it Sangster, too. Henry Lloyd, Except and then, Thomas Brody um, Sangster's character does a good nothing. Yeah, totally. like he's supposed to be really important, but like I it. To me, mm-hmm. it, he did not make any sense why yeah. he was important. And then what's her face in Blink? Uh, 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 oh God, Carrie Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah. many just like before. Yeah, it's it's, it's really wild looking mm-hmm. back on it. Totally. Um, the, yeah. Also, like the the chameleon arc and the fob watch. Another case of like this is masterfully set up for the finale, and mm-hmm. you don't think about it. Totally. Yeah. Like it's like because it fits so well into the episode exactly. itself. So this episode introduces that. A time lord can make themselves not a time lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, make it human, human, yeah. or anything. Yeah, or or anything. So that, they can be true. human and like store their time lordness, mm-hmm. their little time lord essence in a little it looks like a pocket watch. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. And if the time lord then opens it, or the human that was a time lord mm-hmm. opens it, then they'll become a time lord again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like as this human, they don't have their time lord memories. They're like a completely different person, mm-hmm. pretty much. And so. What has happened is the doctor has, in an attempt to escape this family, family of blood, so they can't get his time lordness. Time lordness. He <laughs> has become a human, mm-hmm. brought Martha with him, and what's the time period? Uh, Nineteen thirteen. Yeah, uh, like the, uh, right in the English wall. countryside. Yeah. yeah. So again, we're bringing Martha back to a time period where Martha's not going to be treated very well, <laughs> and they've been there for like three months yeah. or two yeah. months or something like that. So they, like, live here, and this is Martha's life for the foreseeable future. Which, mm-hmm. again, the second time this season it happens, where Martha begins a long-term life right. without really it's the like, doctor. Just drop Martha off somewhere, that's, then go do That's this. my thing. Like, like leave her, yeah. you know? Well, he needs someone who knows yeah. that he's the doctor. That's fucked up still, though. To- oh, to- oh, my God, totally. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> defending his choices. I'm just explaining them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and essentially the doctor is becomes a teacher at this boarding school, and Martha's uh, a maid. <laughs> a maid, and then she it like acts like they're very close because they are, and yeah. he's the only person that doesn't treat her bad, and the only person she like knows. And then he does treat her bad. And then, <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Can this maid like chill the fuck out? Yeah. Like, why is she always talking to you? And like, why? And then he is like, Martha, back off. Yeah. I have this girlfriend now. Stop telling me I'm a time lord or whatever." Right. Um, and so poor Martha is just, I think after this experience, if I were Martha, I'd ask to go home. I think I would yeah. be like, this is enough, you yeah. know? Like, I got trapped here long-term, mistreated, gaslit because, like, no one right. could believe me. Yeah. And That's couldn't really true. help, yeah. too. Like, he still has to save the day. Right. I mean, yeah, like, that, that I, I do agree. Like, that is such, like, a, like, yeah. Martha really got this, like, this is so fucked up for her. Like, yeah. the fact that she stays on for, like, Yeah, you know, and she's like, oh, we can keep going. It's got to be one more world-ending event before she decides to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. this one, I would tap out. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay. But, so the doctor also gets a love interest in this, but not as the doctor, as mm-hmm. a human. Yes. Mm-hmm. As, as John Smith. <laughs> um, I do like that he invites her to be a companion afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I do like that she's like, you are not the man I'm in love with. Totally. That is going to be terrible and painful, and there's no mm. way I'm doing that. Yeah. Which, good for her. Yeah. yeah. Good for Joan. The right <laughs> call. And yeah. then I like that after Martha watches all of this, she's still like, I'm in love with him. 
<laughs> the doctor in love with the doctor yeah. yeah but yeah this episode is a lot of Martha being in love mm-hmm. with him and having a lot of pain mm-hmm. watching John Smith yeah. or John Doe or whatever John Smith John Smith <laughs> um, yeah. same thing <laughs> fall in love with yeah. a human woman that mm-hmm. is not her I was also say I think this is one of the best showcases of David Tennant that the entire like his entire run has to offer just yeah. as a performer like because he's so great in it, and he's like fully sells like the not like the like slight but not the doctor, you know? Yeah, and especially um, at the end when he has like the breakdown about like, I know I have to go back to this life, is that? but like yeah. I, I am as a person won't exist anymore. Yeah, as John Doe, like mm-hmm. John Smith. Wow. Sorry, love it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the sequence at the end where he has a dream vision of his life with Joan in the future if he were mm-hmm. to stay human oh. is just devastating and yeah, so yeah. so well done um, and yeah uh, this 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 episode is another one that like has some goofiness in it like the like the bad guys minions are scarecrows right and yet it's still scary and takes yeah. everything so seriously that you completely buy into it yeah the one thing is I I think there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I think the Thomas Brody Sangster character is kind of unnecessary. Yeah. And I think there's also this theme of like the world war is about to happen and they don't quite know it and mm-hmm. they're bullying each other but they but we the audience and telepathic Thomas Brody Sangster know that actually they're going to have to die on the battlefield yeah. together and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that feels like kind of extraneous. But I think there is also something interesting like just like kind of the loss of like in it's kind of innocence almost there that like the like oh yeah we're all like there isn't like a life you know like I don't know, just like it, it is it is such a like evocative time period to choose this because like you could, yeah. they could have put this episode anywhere. Yeah. You know and it is, I think it is kind of interesting, just that backdrop. Um, oh, and it's interesting when they're, like, fighting the scarecrows and yeah. stuff, that these boys have been, like, trained for war. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, yeah. well, yeah, I don't know how I feel. I think because it's a two-parter, I'm okay with all the stuff that was yeah. put in. Yeah, right. I, I think, think a lot the, of the stuff was put in because it's a two-parter. Yeah. I mean, to pad it a little bit. The only thing that felt unsatisfying is I just think the Thomas Brody Sangster character just didn't. It wasn't it's consequential enough like boy, for like, the amount the of there. screen like, time. Yeah, like, why are you psychic? What? Like, yeah, yeah. Fish. Okay. He kind of does the same thing over and over, like, running around with the watch. Yeah. 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 But he could have just been a no one. Like, they didn't have to give like, him all this. Just give Martha a clever reason to get him to open the watch. Yeah. You know? Like, totally. Put all of that on Martha, and it'd be so much better, you know? And then Martha is, again, has more agency. Because it's not like Martha is a character is, like, stupid or incompetent mm-hmm. or, like, doesn't know what to do. It's, like, she keeps getting put in these situations where she tries as hard as she can yeah. to deal with herself, and it's, like, literally impossible. It's, it's not... A, yeah, it's, like, she's... It's very... Because, it's, it's like, you know, obviously, like, she's the character that's written in these... Like, but, like, what we're... Like, you see her, like, she's a great... She's very intelligent. She's very capable, whatever. But it's, like, you're putting her in just this, like... like When it's, like, they're, do, like, they don't want her... They want the doctor to be able to save the day, but uh-huh. they don't want her to look... Incompetent it's in like any they way. Don't want her to overshadow Rose. You know, and like so then they like, have to like sideline her in these weird ways right. for it to make sense that she's not being yeah. more central and helpful. Yeah. Which is annoying because I like her. I think she <laughs> yeah. should 
be the hero more. I mean, she kind of is in the last episodes, but not even. Right. And it's, it's also very, like, I feel like a lot of the best companions, their job is to, like, criticize the doctor. You know, yeah. like, Rose, like, the, like one, I think Rose's best episode is Dalek, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, yes, like, yes. The, like, oh, we've got to be sympathetic towards this thing, whatever, you yeah. know? And, like, um, Mar- uh, Donna is so that's great. That's what at, I like, love about Donna. Being and, like, Martha kind of never really is like, no, Doctor, you're wrong about this one, you know? Yeah. Like, like she's sympathetic, she, like, saves him, but she's never, like, no, I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, like trust this thing. I'm going to, like, be human about this. Like, yeah. she's not, like, she's just capable, and she gets herself in bad situations, but there's never anything yeah. that, like, highlights, like, this is why you need a human here, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Um, like, it's her, like, the reason, like, like, the text of, like, the other companions is, like, the Doctor needs a human with them to, like, be able to, like, understand fully what's going on. Like, and to not be, like, a sociopath. To not get lost, exactly. Yeah. And the text of, like, Martha's companion is, the doctor needs someone with them to show how great they are. Yes, you know? yes, you're so right about it's, that. Yeah. Anyway, that's all my thoughts on that. Yeah, uh, great two episodes, mm-hmm. I think, overall. Um, honestly, for me at least, I love those two episodes. Mm-hmm. Does not compare in the slightest to the next four that end the season. I think those, like, after... After that one, ba- pretty much everything up to the end of David Tennant's era is just a straight banger. Yeah. There are, like, a couple of the specials in 2008 and nine that I think are just okay. But, uh-huh. like, every episode of season four is great. Every yeah. episode in the rest of season three yeah. is amazing. Planet of the Dead is the one thing that we like. That's kind of it. Planet of the Dead and The Next Doctor, for me, are the ones that oh, are Oh, okay. Of, I like The Next... Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the next episode is even more so, I think, like, near universally agreed upon to be one of the best of the revival. Mm-hmm. And that's Blink, which is Stephen Moffat's uh, contribution to this mm-hmm. um, season. Uh, and it's it's uh, known for also known I suppose for being one of the um, Doctor Light episodes yes. that we get I in David Tennant's era. I love the Doctor Light episodes. <laughs> I think they are so fun. I also love. Finally, we've gotten a character that the Doctor's first. <laughs> can you stop <laughs> squirming? I'm, this time I am reaching over to scratch my leg. Okay, calm then down. Scooch back. Calm down. Um, I. I forgot what it, I was even saying. Do you have to make Doctor eye contact with Henrik 100% I don't have to. It's Listen, just better than, like, is, looking at the microphone because you're yeah. not looking at me either. This is yeah, because if I look at you, then my audio is not going to be as good. Oh, my God. Um, I, I don't want to just stare at the mic. I want to look at someone. This Why is not? Davis's mind conversation, and you're just here to keep And Rowan's just, like, fidgeting in the middle. <laughs> um, I forget what I was talking it's Dr. about. Light Dr. Light episodes. Oh, love them. But uh, what I was going to say very specifically is finally we have a character that meets the doctor or knows of the doctor Mm -hmm. before the doctor knows of them. Mm -hmm. I love that, Mm -hmm. that there's like a telling the doctor about something Mm -hmm. and then the the doctor doesn't even know what it means yet and then coming back to it. I love that. I think that's Mm -hmm. so fun and I think it should happen more. That someone's like, oh, you're significant Mm -hmm. to me. And he's like, I haven't met you yet in my chronology. Also, just back to back, Martha getting stuck in a different time period. <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> this is another one where, like, I would be gone after this. I know. Get oh god, it's brutal. Yeah, um, but this is yeah. also the debut of the Weeping Angels, Weeping which Angels. are, I think, one of the coolest monster inventions uh-huh. in the revival. They get diminishing returns, but yes, that I'm is that, so great. Yeah, that is true. Um, but uh, basically, the main character of this episode is Sally Sparrow, played by um, 
God, I Carey already Mulligan. forgot her name. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Uh, recent Oscar nominee, Carrie Mulligan. And um, she basically figures out that uh, the Weeping Angels sent the Doctor and Martha back in time to 1969. And she, like puts together the puzzle of uh, the um, of like clues that were left behind uh, for her, including like a conversation between her and the doctor that is found through Easter eggs on DVDs, which I just think is so cool and very 2000s. And also uh, all while her like the friend, her friends and the people she gets close to are being uh, are being picked off by the angels and sent back in time and uh, basically like fucked over because of their association with her and uh-huh. this investigation um, which is another like interesting wrinkle uh, mm-hmm. to to add to it this episode was also based on a short story um, in one of the Doctor Who annuals mm-hmm. um, from like 2005 yeah. or something mm-hmm. uh, also written by Stephen Moffat that I uh, found in like like an old Doctor Who magazine or something like uh, like a while ago and like there are no weeping angels there's no like it's the ninth Doctor and there's also like like what what makes the episode great is not in the story it like yeah. it's purely like a uh, like a narrative basis for it but um yeah I don't know this episode's fantastic yeah. and I'm, scary too I'm very curious as to what your kind of how you responded to the episode because I have because I never I've never seen this episode without knowing what the Weeping Angels were mm-hmm. without having seen the Weeping Angels before because mm. I started the first season I watched fully was the fifth season so that meant I watched Matt Smith's two partner with the Weep, two partner with the Weeping Angels mm. so I've never actually been like properly like introduced as a viewer to the Weeping Angels so I'm very curious as to how because like, I'm assuming you've not you had no yeah, idea yeah no no yeah so I'm very I, curious as to how that I thought it was cool mm-hmm. I thought it was really spooky I think the way they defeat them uh-huh. is very smart the mm-hmm. way they like get them all to look at each other I think that's yeah. awesome um I think there are I don't know because part of me is like I feel like there's much easier ways to deal with these guys right. and always have someone looking at them uh-huh. than they make it seem but at the same time I also think, like, if if this is something I had to go up against, like, that's horrifying. Yeah. That they'll just, like, can hone in on you and move so fast when you're mm-hmm. not looking or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. I thought they were cool, and I really love the implications of... I like that instead of killing, they send someone, like, back in time right. and then feed off of, like, the absence of them in the current yeah. moment. And yeah. then the people have mm-hmm. to, like, grow all the way up back in time. Mm-hmm. I think that's very fun. Yeah. I love the little romances. The mm-hmm. the one that's kind of set up with the police officer, oh and then he like grows old, and because he gets sent back in time, he grows up, mm-hmm. and then she goes and meets him so as like an old man when he's about to die. Yeah. And then I also love the like romance with the brother and them running the mm-hmm. shop together at the end. I think mm-hmm. that's so yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah, and um, her friend who gets sent back in time and, like, lives a whole life, and her, like, grandson or great-grandson or something. Like, shows up with the letter. Yeah, 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 which is just so sad. Yeah, yeah. I have so many issues. I mean, Stephen Moffat's great. I also have so many issues with Stephen Moffat as a writer because he's so, like, (laughs) showboaty about it, you know? But he's so good at coming up with monsters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, the empty children. like, Like, those are just zombies, but they're so, like... More, much more than that too and like the, the Weeping Angels like that is like it is like also like kind of watching this is like yeah the, like Daleks and Simon are great or whatever but also kind of boring yeah. a little bit um, like the most fun thing you can do with the Daleks is the like but what if they do have to reckon right. with feelings and they've already done that twice yeah so <laughs> um, and just like like just how like 
yeah, just how interest, like, just how how much tension can be like derived out of these mods that are like, yeah, it's like it's the blink, like it's just like such like more powerful. Like this is terrifying in a way that like a lot of just the classic Doctor Who monsters kind of are not because like a lot of classic Doctor Who monsters are just like, yeah, we're just other aliens that want to take over the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just we've got guns. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. These monsters are so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, anything else on Blink, or should we move on? Oh, I was going to say, I think the Stephen Moffat showboating works really well in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the type of episode where, like, so many little things happen, and then every time a new thing happens or clicks Mm -hmm. into place, you're like, oh, and it's, like, fun the whole time. And so this is one where it's like, oh, he's showing off as a writer. Exactly. But, like... (laughs) And I think especially because it gets to be these new characters and we get to develop mm. new, like, relationships and, like, yeah. the emotional stakes feel so high the whole time mm-hmm. that it makes it really fun instead of, like, mm-hmm. the Doctor doing a series of reveals. It's, yeah. like, the absence of the Doctor yeah. and how he fits in mm-hmm. is so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say, this is, like, Stephen Moffat under Russell T. Davies, I think, is kind of generally when he's at. Like, he still does really good episodes in the future, I think. But like, there's clearly a different difference when it's like, okay, you're writing one episode this year, yeah, yeah. and that means you can just tie it all up perfectly, and then it's like, show off as much as you want because you nailed it. You yeah, know, you nailed totally. the assignment. Whereas once he starts being a showrunner, and it's like, okay, there's some episodes where like you just kind of didn't quite polish this enough, and you're still showing off, and it's like, okay, calm down a little bit. Yeah. We're not there yet. Like, take another draft, right. and then come yeah. back to me. Yeah. 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 I see that, especially like when he's in charge of the series arc, and he just makes it as convoluted as possible. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, You're um, also doing Sherlock right now. Just calm down. Right. Exactly. Um, but anyway, the three-part finale to this season. Oh, I forgot it was three parts. Three yeah. Um, it starts off with like it starts off innocently enough. The TARDIS parks in Cardiff to refuel itself on the time rift, and all of a sudden Jack starts yeah. uh, starts running towards uh, the TARDIS and and clings to it all the way into the the year one billion in the. <laughs> In the very, very far yeah, future. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Henrik? This is Russell T. Davies doing, like, the MCU shit before the MCU, because this was all predicated by the first season of Torchwood, mm-hmm. um, in which Jack has the doctor's, like, the, this hand in a jar the whole time that's not explained. Yeah. And then the finale of Torchwood season one ends with the hand bubbling and Jack just sprinting off, which then cuts directly into this. Mm. Um, and then there's also, like, there's the Sarah Jane Adventures, which would also tie in. Totally. And I think, like, this is, like... Um, Russell T. Davies just like like just play and I think there was like a quote like of Russell T. Davies being like yeah like I want to do like the the Doctor is such a great universe I want to do all this shit with this the BBC did not want to do it yeah um, and so like this is just like like Russell T. Davies is just like having fun and I like I've I've not seen I've, I've seen the first episode of Torchwood and I've not seen Sarah Jane Adventures the same um, but this is also why I'm so excited for Russell T. Davies to come back and have like that much more control over it because like I'm just like just the the amount of like, the amount he fills the world with. Um, well, now they've got that Disney money too. Now they've got Disney so. money. Like no showrunner after Russell T Davies fills out the world as much as Davies did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, both Moffat and Chibnall try to do that, and it just like it doesn't work. Yeah. And they just kind of introduce random characters that are clearly just there to fill out the world, but don't mean anything. Whereas Russell T Davies just like 
just fills it out naturally. And like the fact that Jack's there and like, Sarah Jane comes back later, like that's all just like it's just part of it. And it's great. I um, I love the mix between meeting people we've already met and seeing places we've already explored yeah. versus meeting new people and yeah. seeing new places. Yeah, I think it's a very fun balance. Yeah, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ending of this episode, Utopia, is my favorite twist in oh boy. the... Yeah. Well, okay, there's a twist in season six, in series six, that I think is, like, the best. But um, this epi- like, like this twist at the end, when it's revealed that... Spoilers, I guess. That the old scientist that they meet uh, in the far future that's trying to get all of the remaining humans mm-hmm. to this, like, uh, you know, theoretical, yeah. f- like, planet called Utopia is actually... Uh, a time lord yes. in hiding. Uh-huh. He is the master, the doctor's childhood friend. And boyfriend. <laughs> That's not explicit, but I but think they true. are in love. I think they are exes, uh-huh. in fact. Yeah. Um, and essentially, uh, they ensure that he uh, goes back, uh, that he ends up regenerating and steals the TARDIS and goes back to the present day and becomes uh-huh. Harold Saxon. Yeah. So tying everything together that way. And Derek Jacobi's like just turn into the master mm-hmm. is so like he's so lovable and bumming before and then just that like one turn when like what's her blue lady comes in Chantho. or Chantho. <laughs> yeah, Chantho. And yeah. she fucking talks like she's like Chen, we can go over here though. And yeah, every time <laughs> and then and then it's revealed that it's not even like it's, just it's not even something that is <laughs> Like, she just, it's just impolite to not yeah. talk like that. It's so funny to me. Yeah. yeah. And it just, yeah, he just turned and just, like, evil and just, like, mean. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, I, I wish we had more Derek he's, Jacobi He's such a good master, master yeah. he's so, like, I, I love John Sims. He's great. There's just such menace in Derek Jacobi mm-hmm. that I wish we had more of. Yeah. He uh, played the master in an animated, I don't know if you've seen it, The Scream of the Shalka, the um, the 40th mm-hmm. anniversary. It, it was it was an animated short yeah. with uh, Richard E. Grant as the doctor, right, and, uh, and Derek Jacobi played yeah. the master. I haven't seen it. I have it on DVD yeah. here, so maybe maybe we could watch it at, Absolutely. at, at some point. Yeah. And but, I know um, that Derek yeah. Jacobi, big finish, they, they do some stuff with him as yes. the master, but yeah. I really wish we could have seen more of him because he is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's so, like... I don't know. He is scary to me. John Sim is like great. I love him. John Sim is fun. He's fun and he's goofy. Yeah, yeah. And I like, like he's, not, the, he's, he's not as scary. I the think, only as two the time lords we've seen. met are the Doctor and the Master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that the Master kind of has a similarly goofy vibe to the yeah. Doctor. And it makes me think that like I don't think this is how the Time Lords are. Yeah. But it almost implies <laughs> that the Time Lord is like <laughs> a super campy like <laughs> what are we yeah. gonna do now, guys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like type of yeah. race. <laughs> And it's because like if you if you go back and watch the third Doctor and the Master, like the third Doctor is very James Bond inspired, mm. and the Master is very like blow whatever like James Bond villain, yeah. You yeah. Know, like mustached. We're like, well, Doctor, we meet again. <laughs> da, 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 da. And it's, like it's so clear, like this is like it's like like they went for like the the dark opposite of David Tennant here that like John Sim like just running on the TARDIS like oh this is like evil David Tennant yeah like yeah. dancing it's, it's such totally. a great like. Because, like, in class, I've not seen much of it, but in class I talked to, the, the master's just one thing. Master's mm-hmm. always mustache twirling, always yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, If you've watched um, Stephen Moffat's, like, spoof, like, Red Nose Day. The Curse of the Fatal Death. Yeah. So I, I just watched that okay. pretty, pretty, pretty recently. It's fantastic. And that's just, like, that's the spoof of the master. And I think this is one of the best... Um, decisions in modern is to make the the doctor to make master something that also changes with regeneration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Because also 
uh, when the master returns much later down the line. Also, like, I love all Spoilers. the master incarnations. Spoilers, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> all I the figured. master incarnations, like, even in the Chimel era, era, the master is great. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that John Sims' master... I agree. Is is like I like I love that he's like the literally the 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 inverse, mm-hmm. like the dark inverse of of David Tennant, but just he like he basically is the doctor, but he's insane and wants to murder people. Yeah. And like has all these like devious plans. And I do like uh in, in the next episode, The Sound of Drums, seeing him like before he becomes like the dictator of the world mm-hmm. and um becomes this uh and and, and like he is being the prime minister, like when he's elected yeah. to, to prime minister, and he acts like normal enough, but he's mm-hmm. just a little off. Yeah. That you're like, what is going on? Right. How did he fool the entire planet before we realize that like he's mass hypnotizing exactly. the, the entire world, yeah. basically? Um, but I do think it's fun that like also I I do think Russell T Davies has said that his Doctor Who is not explicitly political. I strongly oh, disagree. Is, yeah. I think that the Master is a brilliant parody of like elected officials and like I don't know enough about like UK politics, mm-hmm. but the fact that like they elect who basically like a clown yeah. to be like the the leader of their country, yeah. I think is like like it it's An incapable. Evil clown. Yeah. It's it's it like it can't not be political. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to say like Davies there is not political when the first season has farting aliens in charge yeah. of like <laughs> you know the government and totally. like oh we're gonna nuke they like that yeah yeah um, but this uh, these few episodes are also when we learn a lot more about the doctors. Um, uh, like species and, yeah. and planet, like we see Gallifrey for the very first time mm-hmm. uh, in 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 these ones. Like like it's only in um, it's only in little little glimpses when he's telling mm-hmm. Jack and Martha about it. But I do think it's great that we're like finally building this out because we've heard about the time war yeah. for the, the like these couple seasons, and now we're actually seeing what it is he had to sacrifice yeah. and and destroy to end the war. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is yeah. which I think is great, but should we talk about Martha's role in these oh, in boy. these few yes few episodes? And then we can talk about Jack's role in these yes. few episodes. Sounds good. Um, we did kind of talk about what Martha did already, um, but you should you should take Martha take pretty out. much um, once. So the doctor like gets captured mm-hmm. and like kept in a little shrunk and turned into Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he turns into Gollum doctor. Um, <laughs> Such a choice. He's still, such a still with David freak. Tennant's voice. It's like it's baby so Voldemort. It's yeah. so yeah. weird. But so the doctor's like imprisoned. Uh-huh. And so Martha just kind of like leads a rebellion type deal uh-huh. of people that are like just trying to keep as many people alive and stuff as possible mm-hmm. for years. Right? Yeah. It's like uh, it's, one it's, year. It's, it's, oh, it's a year. year. So like a full through, year yeah. she's like soldier, which is like crazy because we don't get to see that much of that stuff. Right. We just get to kind of hear about it. So it's, again, it's like Martha doing so much and being so cool off screen. And then her only purpose in these episodes is really to, like, get the doctor back into commission. Yeah. Anyway. But... She's, like, talking about, like, her job is, yeah, talk about how great he is. Totally. (laughs) So she's just trying to, like, keep everyone going until Mm. they can get the doctor to defeat the master. Right. Um, Her and her family are all, like, it's like an apocalypse situation. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, again, another situation where I'd be done afterwards, which f- this time she is at the end of these episodes. She's like, I'm going to stick around with my family. This was kind of a bit much, mm-hmm. which is funny to me because I feel like the last five episodes have been a bit much. Like I would have yeah. tapped out after 
three months in 1913 or whatever it is. Yeah. And then I would have tapped out after blank for yeah. sure. After three times in a row of you just fully getting stuck in a bad time period. Yeah. And like and just not being able to do anything. Like, it's like, yeah. But like, Martha gets stuck in the most places. Like, just like. And stuck long term. I know. Like, yeah. Like months Year, yeah, but like, yeah, I don't I, know how long I would just 60s, be like, can we like, just be done? Like, can we take me home, make your time travel box work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do also like how they tied back, um, the utopia stuff into yes. the last oh two God. episodes because it's it's really depressing actually. Uh, that we find out that the the little like spiky murder balls that the master brought back from the future are humanity after they reach utopia and like starved and cannibalized themselves and turn themselves into this like into these like childlike hive mind you know like robot balls <laughs> um which it, and and I just think that's so sad and so yeah. pessimistic yeah. about the future of, uh, of 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 humanity I'm surprised it took that like a billion years to get there right so right they really are like yeah humans humans kind of stick around for a while yeah <laughs> Um, and don't evolve at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then the when 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 wait wait how does that work with Cassandra? What do you mean? Cassandra's the last like I think the idea is like there's a lot of like genetically modified humans going forwards you know oh, okay. and Cassandra's like the last one like yeah this is just fully like maybe like the last one like from Earth. woman yeah, yeah from Earth and it was like you know like woman and and boy make a baby whatever like, yeah yeah like, there's okay, no, okay. Like, yeah okay that makes sense then. although um, Cassandra is canonically transgender. Slay. Yeah. 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 Good for her. Good. <laughs> anyway. Good for them. Good for um, them. Exactly. Um, um, oh, good for... Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Uh, yeah, and Martha's conversation with the ball, with the Toclophane ball, where it, it repeats to her the phrase that the little boy on, on Utopia told yeah. her is just so devastating mm-hmm. and really sad. Uh, yeah. and, and probably, like, like the last episode, uh, Last of the Time Lords, is like a very uh, dark episode mm-hmm. in general and I think that's maybe th- this episode at its darkest yeah. which I think is really sad. Which saying one something. of the worst resolutions I feel like for finale. Yeah, right. Like, Dr. Jesus I hate frankly like <laughs> yeah. it's I mean I maybe not hate but like it is just like It's so goofy. The fact that it all comes down to like oh it's they, like, like an it's like an I do believe in fairies yeah. from Peter Pan <laughs> yeah. where you or like a, like the whole world singing about Santa exactly. and now Santa's sleigh like, is working. Oh, master, what you don't understand? The humans are great because they can make me Jesus. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's like no, doctor, you're the one being Jesus. Yeah. Like that doesn't prove anything about you, man. Like they right. could just have them rise up. I don't like do something. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I would have rather. The sheer force of humans overpowered him. Yeah. Like, like a get an army of humans. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's harder to do production wise. And and also because the master stayed in the on um, in the sky. Yeah. For the entire year. Okay, get them, get them up there. <laughs> get them up yeah, there. Like, oh, and then like the one year, like that's all reversed. Whatever. Like yeah. what? Yeah. What's happening? It's it's it feels very rushed. Yeah. But to me, if, at least for me, it doesn't diminish from the overall no. quality of the episode, especially because then the master gets. You know the doctor's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of you forever, yada yada yada. And then the master refuses to regenerate after he's shot, and yeah. the doctor is like genuinely devastated yeah. by this loss. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really, really good moment, especially mm-hmm. acting wise from David Tennant. Yeah. I think he's so good because you can see that he actually does care about the master, despite literally the master 
putting him through hell for yeah. a year and basically his entire life as well. Yeah. And it's like, I just, like, I, I forget how, like, consistent all the seasons of Davies are where every single one of them is like, this is kind of about the time war. You know, like, right. every, like, it's Daleks, Daleks, Time Lord, Dalek. Like, it's, yeah. It's, and it, I was, it's also nice to, like, be like, this is not the Dalek one, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it is just, like, it is so, like, because Moffat tries to do his own story and it's wild um, <laughs> but Davies like it's just so like together like there's such like a this is like these four seasons you could be done with and that tells a story you know yeah. and Doctor mm-hmm. continues and it's good whatever but like it, it's yeah um, yeah I want to talk about Jack in these yeah. I love Jack this is the first time we see like a like a post Rose mm-hmm. um bringing him back to life, yeah. Jack. And we find out, which, like, Torchwood fans would know this, right. but Doctor Who fans that haven't watched Torchwood find out that Jack can't die. Mm-hmm. He dies and just immediately comes back to life. Yeah. So many times. <laughs> um, like, and, and so that's, like, a thing he's been dealing with. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an existential crisis of, like, oh, I don't really love this, mm-hmm. knowing that this is going to be me forever. Like, is there ever going to be a way I'm going to die? So it comes in handy early on in a less existential way because, like, someone has to go into this room that's, like, full of radiation yeah. and, like, it, up, like, explodes people. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. I'll just regenerate his... Or not regenerate. I'll just... Put uh, myself back together. I'll just stay... Someone. Like, I'll just come back to life the Humpty moment I die. And so yeah. he's able to go, like, do this. And then it kind of becomes, like, a... Hey, like, existence is pain. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would prefer to not... Like, I kind of... I wish I could just die. Like, do you think it'll ever happen? And they're like, no. And then he's like, well, what's going to happen to me? Like, it's unclear. And then at some point, he casually mentions that... They used to call me the face of Bo. They used to call him Bo, the face of Bo. Yeah. As, like, he, a he's child. From, he's from the Beauchene Peninsula, and he was the first person to sign up for the time agency there. Mm-hmm. So he was the face of Bo is a little nickname he used to have. And so then it all clicks. The like, oh my god, the face mm. of Bo is Captain Jack Harkness. <laughs> and he told the doctor, you're not alone because he experienced all this and yeah. knows that there's another Time Lord out there. Yeah. And he knows the, the, uh, the um, not the abbreviation, the acronym, too. Yeah, he knows Yana. it's Yana. Yeah. He knows Yana means something. Which also, like, why wouldn't he just be like, Hey, the master's mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> like, why, yeah. like, why be so cryptic about it, yeah. you know? I mean, I guess yeah. he wouldn't be able to do anything until he actually encountered him. Mm-hmm. Totally. <clears throat> but, yeah, so it... Also, like, Russell T. Davies has been very cagey about admitting, like, on the record that the face of Bo is Captain Jack. Yeah. But come on. It, Wait, like, isn't that explicit? Russell T. Davies has never, like, confirmed it. Otherwise. Yeah. But it got confirmed it in the show. Confirmed. Right. That's yeah. confirmed. Totally. Yeah, but like he's never said it. The, but he like, did. He wrote well, but, it into well, the show. People have asked him about it, and he's like, "Well, blah, 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 blah. like he's skirted around the question every time." Okay, he's it's asked clearly about it. written into the show. Yeah, I think, yeah the that's like being like, like, "Is Martha in love with the Doctor?" And being like, "Well, I don't know." It's like, she yeah, no, it's she never says I love you. <laughs> it's like, and she probably even does, I don't, yeah. or not to his face, but yeah, she talks about it constantly. Uh, it yeah. seems. I did wish, like. The fact that the last episode just has Captain Jack kind of chained up the whole time yeah. is kind of disappointing because, like, you want just the big thing for all the characters to come in the finale. But I just, I love John Barry. Like, Captain Jack is the one kind of character that's, like, of modern acting that's, like, yeah, no, this is, like, this is a classic character that should just keep coming back as much as possible. Like, yeah. anytime you can get him back is great. Like, because mm-hmm. um, he's so good. And it just, it's, yeah. And just the, the, the interaction with the Doctor is so great. Mm-hmm. Um 
Totally. I, I honestly forgot how little of these of the revival series he's actually in. Like he is really not in comparatively, he's not in a lot of, of the episodes. No. But he makes such an impact because he's such a fun character. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this three parter? I think uh, Martha's decision to leave. Yes. Like finally, girl. Yeah. Also Some one of the, self-respect. the best companion exits, I think. Just because mm-hmm. it's like, this just is like, yeah. Like, that, like some people just want to stop traveling. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, they don't need to have some tragic end. Yeah. Totally. Like, get shunted yeah. into another dimension. Just yeah. be like, yeah, visit sometimes, but I'm good now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Martha maybe gets the best ending, at least so far. Martha Out of anyone. the two, yeah. Yeah, well, well, like, even, <laughs> even, like, Jack and, like, you know, like Adam and all of the like oh, yeah. stuff like that. Like Martha pretty much had a good like she mm-hmm. experienced all that and then she and said it, I no, think thank it like sucked while not, she was doing not it. For me, yeah. I also do like that later when we meet her again, she's continued on this like mm-hmm. life and career path. Right. Like as much as like sad she's not a doctor, but like it's cool that she is working well, like she, she is a doctor. Unit, oh she is a doctor. Now. Unit fast tracked her her e- oh, education. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she is a doctor, and she's working with Unit mm-hmm. to, yeah. like, stop alien things yeah. from destroying the Earth. I mean, it's a little bit like, kind of, Martha kind of feels like she's just kind of shunted around by where the narrative wants her or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. she's going to become a unit. Like, of course she's going to be, like, she's going to be the doctor, like, the unit person now or whatever. And it's like, can't you just choose to go back to being a doctor? Like, like <laughs> whatever, and then, like, the fat. See, my, my, my theory in that regard is that Martha misses the rush, uh-huh. but she doesn't love the danger, yes, and there's yeah. much less less danger working with unit on uh-huh. earth also it's so hard to like once you've seen what you've seen right. and experienced like, oh, what yeah. you've experienced right. to just be like go, okay, go back to like diagnosing I'm patients I'm gonna be a pediatrician yeah. diagnosing <laughs> patients with like a, a, uh-huh. like a UTI or something. <laughs> and I think I'm not sure but I think like there's more of like Martha's getting a position of unit in Torchwood season two I think like she comes she gets oh, really? in it a couple times interesting cool uh, again this is Russell T. Davies doing the MCU before the MCU yeah. like yeah. Um, things pop in and out um, yeah but yeah, I'm looking that up real quick because I only saw the first few episodes of Torchwood, uh-huh. uh, and she is she is in Torchwood. Yeah. Crazy, cool. I need to watch Torchwood at some point. Yeah, um, yeah, I should, I should too. I and 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 I've seen the first like season of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Mm-hmm. That's a more like kid, yeah, f- like family show, like even more so than Doctor Who. Um, and uh, Torchwood is the polar opposite. <laughs> polar, polar opposite. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so that was series three. Yeah. Came out in 2007. Um, this episode is coming out uh, on the Doctor Who anniversary weekend, the 60th, uh, which is why there are, usually I would space them out more, but this month, November, there are two of our mm-hmm. Doctor Who episodes. Um, so that is very exciting. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. Yeah. If Captain Jack is face of Bo. Mm-hmm. Based on what we know of him. Mm. Canonically, he has fucked more than anyone else to ever exist. <laughs> right? There's yeah. never no, yeah, been no, there's never been a being that has had more sex than Captain Jack Harkness. Well he also the face of Bo, this was like a vi- like a throwaway like line, but but I'm such a, a, a nerd that I remember. In series one, mm-hmm. in on the Satellite Five episode, The Long Game, there's a piece of news about the face of Bo giving birth to like little like like Bohemia like babies. So clearly before they so, knew he's Captain Yeah, Jack. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But then by the next time we see him, he's the last. So all of his right. children are dead. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so I so like yeah, totally. Love. Canonically. Love, yeah. love, love that. Love, 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 yeah. Love. Um 
Yeah. So anyway, happy yeah. 60th anniversary, Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Henrik, do you have anywhere that you would like to send people? Oh, I don't know. Social media or um, projects that are online or anything? Uh, I mean, I've got a YouTube channel. It's just Henrik Nielsen. I don't know. I, I find the best way to find myself is on YouTube, look up Henrik Nielsen and then the word socks. And then <laughs> the first video that shows up. Oh, um, yeah. I have to put stuff there. Other than that, yeah, that's my shit going cool. on. Cool. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for thank you for, for joining me. us. Of course, of course. So and fun. thank you all out there for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another episode of Runtime, babe. Love you. Bye.